0: On blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, my name is Shelm Alexander. And this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop. 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh ready any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell him that I sent you check them out on instagram at clean cuts toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now raptors fans what is up thank you for joining me tonight on the wrap it up podcast as your toronto raptors win 125 to 113 their first win over their ex-coach Dwayne casey shouts to Dwayne casey by the way guy who didn't get enough love through this Raptors championship run played a huge role shouts to Dwayne Casey I'll always rep Dwayne Casey I know that he didn't get them over the hump but he built that foundation and I will always rep Dwayne Casey but tough night for Mr. Casey as his team goes down to the Toronto Raptors and again my name is Sheldon Alexander and you are watching right now or listening to the Wrap It Up podcast, which we do live on Twitter after each and every Toronto Raptors game on my Twitter feed, at Shell Alexander. We take your comments and questions there because this is your show, people. This is the Raptors post-game show, as well as on Instagram. Also taking your comments and questions there as well, at Sheldon Alexander. And if there's ever a time that you miss this live or you want to check in, check back out, because there's a lots, lots on tonight on TV totally understand no worries we got you covered as this becomes a podcast that you can find on soundcloud itunes google play and on youtube just search on blast podcast because this is part of the on blast podcast network lots of stuff going on there lots of stuff going on tonight at scotia bank arena and first things first spicy pea, spicy pea cooking now Pascal came into this game averaging ridiculous 27.5 points, 10 rebounds a game on 48% shooting. We're seeing the glow up. We're watching the glow up by Pascal Siakam, and it's an incredible thing to watch as it continued tonight. He put in mega work against the Detroit Pistons, finishing with 30 points, five assists, five rebounds, two steals, shot a great percentage at 13 for 21, three of six from three-point land. And Siakam's game, I'm telling you, it's just the epitome of hard work. You can just see a guy that went into the lab in the offseason and continued to add different parts to his game. Like his three-point shot, we saw it take a leap last year. And to see where it's at now, where he's shooting it in rhythm and he's shooting it from any spot around the three-point land, plus in any type of rhythm. Last year, it was more... That open three was there for Siakam, and that's kind of where he got the three-point shot. This time, you're seeing him taking the shots from wherever around the arc, and he's knocking them down. It's a great thing to see, but again, I'm going to point to the fact that it's hard work. If you watch this podcast, and this is season two of the Wrap It Up podcast, where we're here after every game chatting about what's going on with your Toronto Raptors. And if you followed us last year from early on, I want to say it was after like game three. We told you right here last year that Pascal Siakam, the glow up was real. And we saw the work that he was putting in at the Rico Hines runs. And all you've seen ever since, whether it's Siakam winning the most improved award last year when he got that award in his speech, or whether it was at the press conference when they announced his brand new max deal that he signed he's shouting out Rico Hines he's always mentioning his boy Rico and what they worked out on in the offseason because they set out a goal to improve on certain skills and you're seeing that each and every season that he comes in and in this this season so far where everyone's talking about can he fill in for Kawhi I mean offensively he's doing that so far He's lived up to the max contract and so far, you know, as the Raptors improved to what four and one on the season, Pascal's been as advertised, lived up to the contract and seeing you're seeing exactly what you want from a young player. You're seeing that he's never satisfied because he's going to keep working. He's hungry. He wants the ball and he, he likes the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like he kind of sensed in that third quarter, I don't know if Maker was trying to like match up against him or trying to go at him a bit. And Siakam kind of took that as a disrespect and just dusted Thonmaker in that third quarter, which is something you know is going to happen, right? The entire NBA watched Pascal Siakam last year, putting work through the playoffs and into the NBA finals. So there's going to be a lot of guys who think they're going to make their name going at Pascal, right? You're going to see that. You're on the scouting report now. There's young bucks that are going to go out there and try to get at Siakam. And poor Thon Maker, who normally has good games against the Toronto Raptors, he tried to go kind of mano a mano with Pascal in that third quarter. And poor guy, because Pascal just dusted him. Pascal finished with 19 points in that third quarter. He had 30 points after three. And the 19 points, when I'm saying he hit him with a little bit of everything, there were step-back twos, there were threes, there were fast break points. You're seeing the full offensive repertoire from Pascal. But if you watch this pod, this is the thing I'm going to (laughs) say. Last year, I never got too high, never got too low. It's kind of my thing, you know, it's a season. The regular season, there's a lot of dips and turns and twists and turns and whatever. You just got to watch the whole process unfold. And hey, you make observations along the way but you try also to not overreact to things. And Pascal Siakam is having a great season. I tweeted this out during the game. I'm really enjoying watching the Pascal Siakam glow up continue. It is incredible. But I'm going to at least wait for the head-to-head with Giannis before I jump into the Pascal MVP talks. I know Matt Devlin has a cool, uh, he had the cool MIP to MVP thing going, and hey, it has a solid ring to it. And Pascal, they gave the stat during the game, has more 30-point games this season than anyone else in the NBA so far. So he's putting in work. But all I'm asking is, can we just enjoy this ride a little bit before we jump out the window? Like, can my guy be an all-star first (laughs) before we jump all the way to MVP? (laughs) Like, that's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that he's not having a great season. I'm not saying that he's not balling out of control. He is putting in work. Let's just enjoy the ride and enjoy the lesson that is being taught to the other people on the Raptors. And hey, to the youngsters watching basketball now, because there's a lot of people on the wave now, a lot of young basketball fans on the wave right now after last season's run. And the lesson to be learned here is hard work wins all the time. And we're watching that. And, And my stress is just to enjoy it enjoy it, I don't care about MVP chant, or is he in the MVP race, or any of that crap, enjoy this, you're, what we're watching right now is so much fun, and I'm sounding a lot like I sounded last year, with the Kawhi thing, where it was just stressing, enjoy Kawhi, because you're not going to appreciate it in the moment, and then it's going to be gone, now, we know Pascal's here for the next four years, we know he signed his contract, but the glow up, that we're watching is so good. And right away there's people chiming in on Instagram. And hey, I encourage you guys to tune in to jump in. And at any point, if you agree or disagree with anything I'm saying here. But people on Instagram tuning in here, we got DJ Raymond who says, Don't be modest, Sheldon. You called it all last season, all year. That's not that's not why I'm saying this. I'm just saying this to to." re-emphasize that the hard work that pascal is putting in just enjoy that and that's what we talked about last year don't get too high don't get too low enjoy the ride i know this is a hot take era where we got to go zero to 100 real quick pardon the pun but enjoy it enjoy it uh let's see i am why doves cry says yes relax and enjoy the ride uh fly miss says i hear you it's still october right (laughs) exactly like let's let's enjoy this it's been five games and my guy is doing work tammy says mvp who cares we want the w's and go deep in the playoffs that's a great point from tammy and using last year as the example did it matter that Kawhi wasn't in the mvp race no it mattered what happened in the playoffs but we enjoyed the rides along the way and and if we go back to last season What I call the big boy games, and there's a big boy game coming up for the Toronto Raptors up next against the Milwaukee Bucks, and the beast that is Giannis. And hey, um, that matchup, Giannis versus Pascal Siakam, I know there's going to be some people because the wave is starting. You know, um, who was it? uh, John Hollinger wrote the article in uh the Athletic about. He had a quote about how the Raptors are. One of the teams that will be seriously trying to pursue Giannis in two years, like no shit, a lot of teams are going to be trying to get Giannis in two years. And I know all the Maasai stuff and the backstory, and Giannis might come here, and Giannis should come here, and all that stuff. I'm just saying, right now, I'm excited for Saturday's game. Giannis versus Pascal is going to be outstanding because it's going to be a great test for for you know if we're really talking about the levels and the next step. I mean. Go to Giannis. Giannis is another great example of watching just how fun it is to see someone develop year in, year out, see the new things they add into their game, and just understand that this is a process, right? And watching the process of what Pascal Siakam is doing right now has been incredible. Uh James checks in on Instagram and James says, I knew Siakam got better, but I didn't think he'd be this good. The man is shooting threes with crazy confidence. Yeah. And I'm here for all the Spicy P energy as well. Spicy P, like whenever you're seeing the N1 and, and he's screaming and he's getting hyped up by the crowd, I like that. I'm here for all of it. It's so much fun. Austin will lead us to another direction because Austin says OG started the game hot and then Pascal took over in the second half. So true. And got to shout out OG and Anobi because we're talking about leaps. Pascal's not the only one that's looking really good as if they took a leap in the offseason. OG Ananobi is doing a job for the Raptors. And as Austin mentioned, OG started off this game really well. He started off 4 for 4 And if you follow last year, or last pod, I talked about how important it is for OG Ananobi that he could get a lot more easy baskets if you use Pascal from last year as the example. Get out in transition get out and get some easy baskets, cut to the basket, be a cutter. Then you settle for those open threes. Then those open threes seem a lot easier. Well, OG started the game four for four, capped by a steal and dunk because OG plays on the Raptors and Raptors play defense kids. First lesson. But other than that, OG, everything is going towards the paint. And early on in this game, Raps got off to a 14-4 run, which really gave them their first big lead of the game. And Yeah, OG, four for four, everything in the paint. They started off this game with 18 of their first 32 points in the paint. And that's just trusting your offense. The ball movement of the Raptors offense is incredible. If you stick to the offense and cut to the basket, someone's gonna find you. Whether it's Fred, whether it's Kyle, whether it's Gasol, whether it's Spicy P, (laughs) right? This is what I'm saying. And the only person I didn't name there was OG, which means what? If OG cuts to the basket, chances are someone's going to find him. And it was good to see OG Ananobi have another great game because we know the defense is there. We're seeing him consistently also rebound, which shows the lack, or sorry, not the lack, but we're sho- we're showing we're seeing the rebounding, which shows a consistent energy, right? Because rebounding is energy. And OG Ananobi, with eight rebounds in this game, he's been averaging around seven rebounds, I want to say, for the past three games at least, 13 and eight for OG tonight. But the rebounding numbers are key because the forgotten part of the Kawhi Leonard exit is the job that Kawhi Leonard did on the glass, right? So someone else has to pick up that slack. So far, it's been OG and an OB. 13 points, which is right in that range I've been talking about all year where, you know, if Pascal's giving you that 20 to 25 a night, then it's up to the next Raptors We need like three other Raptors to be in that 10 to 15 range. And OG smack dab perfectly in that 13 points. I mean, this game, this game was great. If you're a Raptors fan worried about the depth and worried about the scoring and where that scoring is going to come from, this was a great game. Serge Ibaka continued his great play off the bench. Serge with 19 points and six rebounds in this game. Nine of 15 shooting from Serge. And Serge continues his strong play. And I love Serge in the role that he's playing right now because he's coming off the bench with the second unit that they're still trying to figure out kind of who the other pieces are going to be in terms of a second unit. But the one constant so far has been Serge Ibaka in his scoring. He's coming off the bench and he's being aggressive. He's looking for a shot and everything is confident. And it's starting in the paint and then he's working his way out and taking the three when it's there. One of two tonight. Solid start for Pascal, or not for Pascal, for Serge. And he's doing a really good job of just staying within the offense. But I think coming off the bench allows him to be confident because you can tell him it's, it's role definition, right? When you come off the bench, Serge, we need you to be active. We need you to be aggressive. and We need you to get buckets. And Serge is doing that. The other guy off the bench, we haven't really seen it so far, but this was clearly his best game of the season. And that man is Norman Powell. Norman Powell is a guy who they also need consistent scoring and playmaking from, and it hasn't really gone that well for Norm so far this season, but tonight, seven of 10 shooting, three of five from three-point land, which is huge for Norm, because I want to say he came into this game not doing well at all from three. I think Norm Norm came in three for 16 from three-point land in this game, and so he started off four of six from the floor and again, finished with three of five from three-point land. 19 points overall from Norman Powell, and it's the Pistons. I understand it's a not even the real Pistons, because their starting lineup, I mean, they're missing some key pieces for sure, but nonetheless, you don't control that. You control how you play. You don't get to decide who's in front of you, you wanna work on your habits regardless of who you're playing against. And so it's a great sign for the Raptors to see this play from Norman Powell, which you haven't seen so far yet this season. I'm gonna touch on the the Pistons a little bit here because they have a very weird team. <laughs> and I mean, first off, they're starting lineup tonight, right? So Blake Griffin is out with knee soreness and a left hamstring injury and Reggie Jackson also out with back tightness, so their starting lineup, Audrey Drummond, Tony Snell, Markeith Morris, at least I think it's Markeith Morris, I was confused the Morris Twins, Uh, Luke Kennard, and Tim Frazier. That's a makeshift starting lineup. (laughs) That is a, a, a ping pong ball lottery type starting lineup, but because it's Dwayne Casey coach team, they play hard. They stayed in this game, and If I'm going to give love to someone on the Pistons tonight, you know, if there's a good story, it's Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose in this game, 21 minutes. They're keeping his minutes down. And the reason why Derrick Rose isn't starting is because Casey wants to keep his bench rotation intact. So that's why you see Tim Frazier starting and Derrick Rose continuing to come off the bench despite the fact he's been putting in work. I want to say he came into this game averaging 21 points per game off the bench. And the Pistons bench the second highest scoring bench this season behind only the Clippers. And if you know the Clippers, you know that's Lou Will and Montrez Harrell. But D-Rose is leading the bench attack for the Detroit Pistons and a great game tonight. Seven of 12 from D-Rose, 16 points, 10 assists. And it's just a great NBA story to see Derrick Rose on the court. I'm gonna emphasize I'm talking on the court here. It's a great on the court story to see Derrick Rose just playing basketball at a high level. And we know about the injury problems that he's had. And to see Derrick Rose contributing, I'm not saying that the Pistons are a good team, but when you, if Blake Griffin can be healthy, (laughs) and if Reggie Jackson can, you know, be less of Reggie Jackson and maybe more try to pass the ball a little bit more and not be as shoot first. They could be a weird like seven seed or something or eight seed. But again, if we go back, I know there's going to be people right now angry, hitting me up saying, didn't you say the Raptors are going to be seven seed? Again, yes, my preseason prediction, Raptors will be somewhere in the bottom four of the playoff race, meaning five to eight. I don't know exactly what that means or where that is, but that's before seeing them play in the regular season. And now we're here. So I don't know where the Pistons are, but the Pistons, the Raptors dusted them tonight and they don't look like they're in the same league, at least as currently constituted. Uh, but let's get to some more comments because as mentioned before, this is your podcast, people. Wrap It Up Podcast, we're here to take your comments. Austin says, Siakam took over in the second half. Totally well, totally true. Be Well Season says, Siakam really that nice. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, someone named Choder4 says, Embiid versus Cat. <laughs> if you're on social media, just, I'm sure you've seen by now, the fight that took place. I mean, and when we say fight, we mean NBA fight that took place, which, I mean, is more of a fight than most NBA fights. But Carl anthony Townsend, Joel Embiid going at it. That was fun. Can't wait to talk about that tomorrow with... Uh, my guy, Andrew Webster, we do the Ball on Blast podcast every Thursday night. It's up Friday mornings, but that is a NBA-wide conversation. And for those that follow that pod know that Webster is a huge Sixers fan, so I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about the Embiid-Carl Anthony Towns fight. But great night in the NBA, as most nights are, because the NBA is the best. Uh, another comment here on Instagram says, Is it just me, or have the young guys really learned from Kawhi and Danny? That's a great comment there. That's from Logan. Logan Christie on Twitter asked that question. And I think that's definitely a thing. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of takeaways from last season. And of course, Danny and Kawhi bringing a championship mentality, a veteran mentality. Same thing with Marc Gasol. And we already know the pit bull that Kyle Lowry is, right? but the Danny and Kawhi thing that i think is really important that you that if you're a young buck watching those guys last year it's how you can affect the game in multiple ways in this era of social media in this modern era of the nba right you you can watch instagram highlights this is a perfect example a couple nights ago the the rockets played and i remember seeing the highlight pack and i remember seeing um Instagram that Russell Westbrook had a triple double against his former team and I didn't even think that James Harden did anything but James Harden had 40 the reason why I bring that up is because in this world of Instagram and like just little bits and pieces it's so much more glorified one end of the floor or one distinct storyline the thing to me with Danny and Kawhi is because they were the anti-Instagram it wasn't flashy it wasn't anything crazy, but they knew that they affected the game on both ends of the floor. And I think that's a huge lesson. If you're OG, if you're Pascal, if you're Freddie, right? you see seen that championship kind of hangover, that, that foundation that the Raps have continued into this season where defense matters. You are not playing unless you play defense. And the big lesson from those two guys, Danny and Kawhi, I'll never forget this, because this is when I knew things were a little bit different, right? It was early in the season, the Raptors were playing the Sixers, and ESPN was in town, and they were doing a full, like, they had a Toronto Raptor on every single ESPN show for the day. And I remember watching Danny Green on first take, and they asked him something about, like, what's, what's one thing that people don't know about you and Kawhi? And he said that, he and Kawhi pride themselves in being the best perimeter defenders and locking down the other team's perimeter scores. When I heard that, I thought that was pretty cool because you don't hear that. Everything now in the NBA is about offense and shooting threes from half court and fancy dunks. And I'm not trying to sound like the old man get off my lawn because it's not even about that. Because if you watch the Raptors last year, you know they won in part, in large part, because of their defense. And that's what you're seeing transfer over. All these guys, OG, Pascal, especially, Norm, these guys are locked in defensively. If you know about uh, one of the storylines from training camp, it was Fred Van Fleet talking about, you know, they were having a a shoot around or a scrimmage. And there were a couple possessions where guys were kind of, you know, not half-assing it, but definitely not going full tilt. And he was kind of like, he stopped it, and he was kind of like, no, 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 that's not what we're doing here. We're not about that life. We're not the flashy team here. We play defense, and that's the message. And when that message is coming from the top, meaning your coach, and then to your best players, and you watched it last year with your best players in terms of Kawhi Leonard, and you saw the result of that hard work on the defensive end, how's a guy like Norm going to argue that part this year? He has no choice but to play defense. How's Pascal, if he takes anything away from what he watched Kawhi do last year, how's he not going to also take away the fact that defense wins? His scoring is great. The scoring is outstanding. But just know the Raptors continue to play defense. And in fact, tonight might have been their worst defensive performance in terms of the Pistons getting to 113 points. They shot 46% from the floor. But... This was also one of those games where I think the game was over in the third quarter and the Raptors let their foot off the gas, right? Like if you think about it, after three, after the 19 point third quarter from Pascal, it was 101-85 after three. So, hey, not going to be mad at the Toronto Raptors in this one, a solid effort for sure. And I'm going to read a couple more comments here because again, this is why we're here uh, going to Instagram here, comment says, uh, what's going on with Hollis Jefferson? Nick Nurse don't like him. Uh, I don't think it's not about Nick Nurse not liking anyone. It's just about, are you defending enough in practice or, you know, showing an understanding of the Raptors defensive principles to get in the lineup? It's all it's about. And right now at the moment, I mean, he might not be showing enough on the defensive end. And Nick Nurse, there's a battle right now going on for minutes off the bench. Who's going to be the 8th, ninth, 10th guy off the bench? There's a battle right now. And right now we're seeing McCaw getting consistent minutes. Why? Because he defends. So he's going to get minutes off the bench. And Nick Nurse is trying to, he's showing a lesson, right? The only guys that didn't play tonight and Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas got One minute at the very end of the game. Boucher with four minutes. So for the most part, the Raptors only played eight guys, right? Off the bench. You got Serge Ibaka with 32 minutes. Patrick McCaw, 23 minutes. Norman Powell with 29 minutes. And so if you think about it, that's three guys off the bench. Hollis Jefferson and Stanley Johnson didn't play. And I really think that Q brought this up a couple pods ago. It's a message being sent. Those guys got to come in and earn their minutes. It's not going to be given to them. They probably thought that they were going to come in and start and replace Danny and Kawhi. And what the Raps are showing you right now, that's not how it works here. You got to earn your minutes. And if you think about all the dudes on this team right now, everything is earned in their career. You're not talking about high draft picks. Pascal's in the mid-20s. Kyle's not in the lottery. Uh, Fred Van Fleet's undrafted. Like these guys earned every single thing. So if you're Hollis Jefferson and Stanley Johnson, you got to come in and earn your minutes over these guys. And I like what Nick Nurse is doing. Uh, more comments on Instagram. Siakam's defense ain't there yet to stop Giannis. Uh, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. It's, it's interesting because Again, I keep reminding people of the levels of superstar, right? There's levels to this. And we can't skip steps here from going from MIP to MVP because there's two sides to the ball. And I know that, you know, James Harden won MVP without playing defense. Same with Steph Curry. I know that. But their offense is so out of this world that nobody's watching that in this modern NBA. But the matchup with Giannis. If you go back to last year and watch Kawhi, <laughs> when the big boy games came up, when Giannis was in town, when the Lakers, when they're playing the Lakers, when they're playing KD, remember that head to head? The head to head last year with Kevin Durant and uh, Kawhi that went into overtime? Like, that's the next step for Pascal. We can't skip steps here, but the measuring stick games, that's going to be a big one, and I can't wait to see it. Austin says, Giannis is not someone that only one person will cover. That's a great lesson that we learned last year in the playoffs. That was a team effort that stopped Giannis. It's not about one-on-one. Um, more people chiming in and saying, Giannis 2021. Of course, we know that we want Giannis. I'm just saying, I'm not here for all that. Uh, Len tunes in and says, so shall the Raps still only good as a seventh seed i said again the bottom half means five six seven eight that's all i said bottom half of the playoffs they could still come in fifth and that would be what i said and again i'm making this call before the season starts and i will repeat i'm allowed to be wrong i'm not here just throwing out hot takes trying to be like hey i said this i'm right i just give an opinion with what I think, try to give reasons to back it up. And my reasons to back it up was I need to see the leaps consistently from Pascal, from OG, from Norm, from Fred. I need to see all those dudes do it on a consistent basis. And through five games, hey, they're doing it. More power to them. But you know what? season's longer than five games. And I hope that these guys prove me wrong and the Raps are a top team in the Eastern Conference again. Because you know why? I do a podcast in which we talk about the Toronto Raptors. And those podcasts go a lot better when the Raptors are winning games. So trust me, I hope that I'm wrong. And I also hope that you guys enjoy the pod and will continue to to keep me on my P's and Q's. Let me know when I'm wrong. No problems at all. I'm totally okay with the fact that I could definitely be wrong and the Raptors could be a top two or three team in the Eastern Conference. Heck, some people are even writing in and saying, Why can't they win the conference? Hey, it's a long season, but so far, so good if you're the Toronto Raptors. uh, Another comment here on Instagram. Siakam was on fire tonight, but I have to think the true test will have been Pascal going against Griffin. I really want to see how he would fare against physical strong fours. Pascal had some good games last year against Blake Griffin. I do remember that, but that's a very good point if you think about who the Raps have played so far, they played the Pelicans, they played the Celtics, they played uh, the Orlando Magic, and Na- Orlando Magic's a pretty tough matchup, and so are the Boston Celtics, so I mean, it's it hasn't just been like a cupcake sked for sure for the Raps, they've played some solid teams, and they've taken care of business, so hey, no problems here, for me, so far, so good for the Toronto Raptors, and again, I just want to give one more shout out to Dwayne Casey, because Dwayne Casey is a really nice guy, and he didn't get the job done in Toronto in terms of winning a championship, but he definitely set them up to be in a position to succeed, and hey, you talk about, you got to remember what a difference a couple years makes, last year, Pascal Siakam did an interview in which he admitted that in Casey's last year, Kyle Lowry had to go beg Dwayne Casey to allow Pascal to dribble. That's how slow Casey was with in terms of, hey, there's steps to this. You don't just take the, the, the step right away. You got to earn these things. You got to develop and show and prove. Pascal has gone from not being allowed to dribble To now having people talk about MVP talks five games into a season. Wow. (laughs) Someone says here on Instagram, take the ceiling off Pascal. Yes, he can become a superstar. Double teams are next. Uh, Can't be mad at that at all. A lot of good comments here. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in because... You guys really do make the pod, man. It's really a lot of fun that I get to interact and talk to you guys after each and every game. There's so many comments in here. I wish I could get to them all. But I also promised myself that I would keep these pods post-game shorter than we did last year, right around the hour mark. So I'm going to try to stick to that. And I'd love to get to all your comments. But continue to message us, whether it's on Twitter or at Alexander that's where you can find this podcast live after each and every toronto raptors game or hit me up on instagram hit me up in the comment section we try to post different clips and stuff in between games hit me up in the comment section let me know what you think there instagram you can follow me at sheldon alexander and then of course as mentioned the podcast becomes on itunes SoundCloud, google play and youtube and all those places like us subscribe rate us tell your friends, all that fun stuff. Share the wealth, because this is your show. Spread the wealth. And of course, seeing for me here in year two, five games into year two, and seeing how many more people are in the chat consistently right now, and how many more people are tuning in live on the Twitter stream, it's so much fun for me to watch and enjoy, to watch this, your podcast grow, because the whole goal of this is to truly be interactive and have this be one huge group text. I said that all last season. The whole purpose of this pod was to take my group text that I had with my friends and bring that to the masses. And thanks to all you guys tuning in. That's exactly what we've done. Really appreciate you guys. And of course, to wrap things up as I do after each and every episode, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time. See ya. bless. blast.